It's time to bed out. Welcome to Veg Out, where we're embracing plant-based adventures. I'm Adrienne, and on this show, we chat about everything food, family, and fun. I'm a scratch cooking wife and mother of two who loves exploring in the kitchen, and I'm here to share ways to make healthy food, especially plants, fun, delicious, and sometimes adventurous for your entire family. On this episode, I'm going to get on my soapbox, okay? I'm on my soapbox today about vegan substitutes and what they're supposed to taste like. And whenever I say supposed to, I'm using my air quotes, okay? Whatever they're supposed to taste like. So sometimes I honestly feel duped, especially when we first made our transition over to a primarily plant-based diet. Like when I, when I read someone's blog and they've somehow convinced me that their recipe tastes just like this other non-vegan food that you are craving and trying to make. So then you get all your hopes up and then you're severely disappointed. And as a result, what happens? You may end up throwing in the towel and just giving this whole veggie situation, just throwing it out the window because you might feel like it's really not worth it. My thing is, tell me what it is and let me appreciate it for what it is, not for what it's supposed to be, okay? That's the whole theme of what we're talking about today, all right? (laughs) Let us appreciate what this food actually is and what it's made of and maybe the flavors that it reminds you of, but not necessarily what it's supposed to replace or supposed to remind you of. So I'm gonna share um, with you my top These are my top three or four um, foods or dishes that people try to tell you to make in place of a non-vegan dish and it tastes nothing like the real thing, okay? Now, before I get into these, let let me kind of put this blanket statement or this caveat over it. I am a huge proponent of using meat substitutes or you know non-vegan substitutes whatever you have to do to help yourself transition over to eating more of a plant-based diet that's completely fine and i love experimenting in the kitchen i love trying new things and when you kind of doctor them up a little bit they work out great but it's initially that kind of shock of saying this is an xyz replacement and really it's not, it's just its own thing, okay? So let me put that whole blanket statement out there. I'm not speaking against eating plant-based or eating vegan in any kind of way. I'm speaking against deception, okay? Now, I am gonna come back in a later episode and talk about uh, how, to, how to be sneaky with your kids and how to sneak veggies into their diet. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that level of deception. That's parental deception that you naturally have to have as a parent. It's in the rule book, okay? I'm talking about deception in terms of this is going to taste amazingly like a particular item that you're trying to replace, okay? Number one, macaroni and cheese, okay? I got into this discussion with a dietitian um, from where I work and we, we had just met after a workshop and we were just talking about eating primarily plant-based and you know ways that she, you know, Um, has things that she's tried and you know that she's tried to get her clients to do and we kind of landed on this self this whole subject of 
you know, what foods are supposed to taste like, and they really, really don't. And one of the biggest things that you see on blogs and websites now is macaroni and cheese. And I think that's because, especially if you're in the South, mac and cheese is a staple. You, you go to anyone's house, for the most part, on a Sunday afternoon after church, and they're eating some mac and cheese. Family reunion, what's in a big old aluminum pan? Mac and cheese. What is, you know, one of the, the primary, you know, dishes at a celebration or a party? Mac and cheese. What do kids typically eat a lot of and they'll eat nothing of everything else? <laughs> Mac and cheese. So when you transition over to a plant-based lifestyle, the first question and the main question that I heard from other people is, what about cheese? Like, I could never give up cheese. Well, they have a lot of vegan substitutes out there and alternatives for cheese, but let me tell you about some of these things that you just need to be aware of, okay? Any kind of veggie-based mac and cheese sauce. So one that I love to do is, and I can't remember, I'll definitely post these in the Veg Out chat group on Facebook so that you see the recipes, okay? Because these are not bad recipes. These are just examples of saying, don't tell me that this is supposed to be this when it's really that. So a veggie-based mac and cheese. I used to make one a lot, um, I still do sometimes, that has a base of carrots, potatoes, and onions, and then it uses nutritional yeast and coconut milk to kind of, and, and, um, and what's the other thing that I'm missing? Cashews, so softened cashews. So it uses all of those things blended together to create this nice, creamy, velvety sauce for your pasta. Well, if it's your first time ever tasting it, then maybe you could call it mac and cheese. But if you're used to a Southern grandma making you a casserole style macaroni and cheese that has the eggs and the sour cream and the cream and everything, three different kinds of cheeses, you can't tell me that this is a mac and cheese substitute, okay? It is literally a creamy pasta sauce. Just say that. This is a great pasta sauce that if you like the creaminess of a smooth mac and cheese, you may enjoy this. Say that, okay? It might take more words, but at least it sets my mind up to not say, oh, this is going to taste exactly like a macaroni and cheese. Or even the kind, um, so when my son was little and my daughter, I would make um, stovetop macaroni and cheese. So I would take like, um, you know, milk, I'd make a little roux, so some butter, flour, a little bit of milk, get it smooth. Then you add in your shredded cheese and that makes a smooth velvety cheese sauce. And then you add in your noodles. That's what this is gonna kind of mimic, that stovetop cheese sauce, but it will not taste just like it. Okay, so I hope that makes sense where it's a great alternative. It is something definitely to try. Your kids, you, you'll you probably love it. But if you go in thinking this is mac and cheese, you'll, you'll be disappointed, okay? Another version of that is butternut squash mac and cheese. I don't know in, on what planet when you add butternut squash or even sweet potatoes to a base. Like I said, if you make kind of that roux and then you add in your vegan cheese substitute even or whatever you're gonna do and then you add in butternut squash or sweet potato, you're gonna definitely taste butternut squash and sweet potato. Okay, don't tell me that's a mac and cheese substitute. That is a butternut squash pasta. That's what that is. Cauliflower mac and cheese. Now cauliflower is an amazing veggie, okay? I'm experimenting more and more with it. 
Um, I did a lot when I was making my kids baby food with cauliflower, so that's super easy, but now like incorporating it into sauces and dishes. But when you say it's a cauliflower mac and cheese, don't tell me it's mac and cheese because you can taste the cauliflower. Unless you season it extremely well or you've only added in a little bit, cauliflower has a very distinctive flavor. So I feel like, don't tell me this is cauliflower mac and cheese. Tell me this is a pasta sauce with cauliflower or a cauliflower pasta sauce. That may remind you of mac and cheese. <laughs> like that's the whole situation. Don't tell me. So my best option for somebody who may be transitioning over and they're like, okay, for real, like I love cheese. I can't give it up. I gotta have my mac and cheese. What do I do? I would recommend that they grab a pack of vegan cheese shreds. So think about Daya, Daya, however you pronounce it, D-A-I-Y-A. Their cheese is, pr is pretty good. Um, and then there's other brands out there too, but really I found that Daya um, or Daya, that one really has the best taste in my opinion. So you take that, add a little bit of almond milk or coconut milk, to a pan and on like medium to low heat, whisk it until it becomes smooth and you've got a velvety cheese sauce. Add your pasta to that, there you go. Add maybe a little pat of vegan butter and that kind of gives it that finish that you might feel like you need kind of that buttery goodness in your mac and cheese. That is legit mac and cheese substitute, okay? Absolutely, try these other bases, the veggie base, the butternut squash, the cauliflower, try those other options, but just know it's gonna be a different flavor than what you're used to. If you want something that's the closest to regular dairy mac and cheese, I would highly recommend just going for the, for the cheese shreds. And yeah, it's definitely gonna be something that you don't wanna eat every day, just like you wouldn't eat mac and cheese every day. But it's definitely a healthier option for you and for your body. And it's something that's gonna get you to hopefully stick with a plant-based diet moving forward. So the second food that I have issues with, that when you say it tastes just like insert food here, and it really doesn't. Bacon, okay? I have a good friend who loves bacon. I mean, absolutely loves bacon. Like she would probably like wrap herself up in bacon and have like, like you would have a seaweed wrap at a spa. She would probably do a bacon wrap if they offered it. She loves bacon that much. And so one of the things with, with being, you know, go, transitioning to a plant-based lifestyle for her, it wasn't necessarily the cheese, it was the bacon. Like, what do I do for bacon? So for me, I, I felt like, okay, I loved BLTs. I loved, you know, using turkey bacon. We're not a pork family, so I loved using turkey bacon. And, you know, turkey bacon itself is a lot different than pork bacon. So that's a transition in itself. But then when you go from turkey bacon to absolutely no bacon, it's like, okay, well, what do I do if I want a BLT or if I want to add some, you know, bacon situation on my salad? How do I do that? So there are a couple of options. The first is eggplant bacon. So this is an example, a prime example of don't tell me it's supposed to be bacon when really this is a bacon flavored slice of eggplant. So that's what I want you to call it. I want you to call it bacon flavored sliced eggplant. Don't call it eggplant bacon because then I'm disappointed. I'm expecting to have kind of like that juicy crispiness and, you know, the thin 
whatever. I don't know. I'm expecting it to taste like bacon and to feel like bacon. And it really does not. Is it good? Oh, it's delicious. Does it work on a sandwich? It totally does. But it works on a sandwich that you call an ELT, an eggplant, lettuce, and tomato sandwich, not a quote BLT, supposed to be bacon, lettuce, and tomato. No, 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 that does not work. Okay, so try eggplant bacon. It is good, but don't feel like it's going to be a substitute for pork bacon because it's not. Another example, portobello mushroom bacon. So I've only made this one time and I really do need to get back into the kitchen and try it again because the one time I made it, they were all too small, they all burnt to a crisp, it wasn't good at all, but there was one piece that I tried where I felt like, okay, I see where they were going with this. So portobello mushroom bacon for me is still one of those, like don't tell me it's supposed to be a bacon substitute, but you know what? I need to get back in the kitchen and try it again because it really could be. I mean, that that burnt piece that I tried that was like salvageable, it did kind of taste like the, the fatty portion on bacon that was like nicely fried. So I don't know, it could be. But still, I want you to tell me that it's bacon flavored portobello mushroom. That's what I want you to tell me because if I go in thinking it's gonna be something that I can put on the side of my eggs and my toast, and feel like my day is gonna start off amazingly, I'm gonna be really disappointed about that. So just be upfront, just be honest with me and say, it is this whatever veggie you're putting in that's going to taste like bacon. Same thing goes for um, like rice paper bacon. I think I've seen that before or like the egg, the egg roll, the spring roll, um, wonton wrappers, you can make that into bacon. Um, I mean, okay, but it's it's basically bacon flavored stuff, okay? Another one would be the actual uh, vegan bacon substitutes that are in the store. Um, I think Sweet Earth or Benevolent Meat, something like that, they have a brand. Um, Sweet Earth is actually a soy-free brand, um, or just find another vegan breakfast meat alternative so like a, a sausage or you know something like that instead of the bacon that's going to be your best bet to replace something that you would put aside eggs if you're just cutting meat out or if you're going to say a tofu scramble if you're taking all plant all animal products out you can put that next to it and actually feel like you're having a traditional breakfast um, more of the sausage or that bacon replacement not necessarily something that you would make in your kitchen does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. So these kind of vegetable alternatives are good, but they're not going to 100% replace that bacon that you're looking to replace, okay? So you have to kind of know where to fit them in and where to use them. Um, now I did although find a tofu bacon recipe last night that I'm actually gonna try this week um, and see how that works out. I'm looking for something to put on a BLT kind of-esque sandwich. My eggplant was my go-to, but I want something that has a little more protein. Eggplant does have protein, but I'm looking for something that has a little bit more protein in it. So I'm gonna try a tofu bacon recipe and I will definitely post pictures and my review of it on the veg out Facebook chat group so please definitely go there and keep an eye out for that number three meat crumbles so okay if you have used ground 
beef, ground pork, ground turkey, ground chicken, any kind of ground meat in a chili or um, hamburger helper or anything like that, you know that if you you have to have some kind of substitute. You have to have some way to replace the texture, um, kind of the, the fillingness, the greasiness of those meat crumbles in recipes. And so there are tons of vegan substitutes for this. Um, some are better than others. One, tempeh. Let me tell you something right now. I am not a tempeh fan, okay? I'm a fan of what tempeh is, but in terms of the way that it tastes, I mean, I, I, I just can't get down with tempeh. I keep trying it and I have tried it at other places and, and I can get through it, but tempeh is just not my jam. Now it is other people's jam. And I think that's amazing because it's basically, uh, it's, it's fermented soybeans. Um, and it's probably the most unrefined version that you can get aside from it being um, in its regular kind of edamame soybean form. So, I mean, it's really good for you and it's a good protein plant-based option, but in terms of the taste, just to be real, I'm just not a fan of tempeh. I've tried, I've tried, I will continue to try, but in terms of like my go-to meat crumble substitute, it will not ever be that. I'm just letting you, it won't. So don't tell me that crumbled up tempeh is gonna be a ground meat substitute because you're a liar. <laughs> you're a liar, I'm sorry, I'm just calling you out, you are. Second would be like the pre-made kind of uh, crumbles that come in the freezer section. So you've got Morningstar, you've got Garden, you've got Beyond Beef, you have all these different um, meat crumble substitutes. I will say for the most part, they are pretty good. They are lacking a little bit of that kind of greasiness, that kind of um, meat texture that you get from animal meat. Um, in a plant-based meat, I'd say texture-wise, Beyond Beef is my favorite, and it also is, it's not made with any soy, so that's a great option. Um, in terms of taste, I'd have to say, between Beyond Beef and Garden, I think those two um, are probably the best ones that I've tried. And then um, a blog that I absolutely love called It Doesn't Taste Like Chicken.com, shout out to Sam there, um, she has a recipe for making tofu crumble. So you get a block of tofu, you crumble it up, you season it with whatever you're trying to do. You can either do, um, you know, regular kind of Italian ground meat situation, or you can do a more of a taco base, but you season it with whatever you're working with. And then you bake it until it kind of dries out a little bit and takes on that texture of ground meat and then you add it to your recipe. So that takes a little more legwork on the front end, but I really do like the way that that comes out. So she has a great recipe for homemade um, meat crumbles that I think work. Um, but then also, like I said, Garden and Beyond Beef are kind of my two go-tos if I'm looking for like a meat sauce, quote unquote, for my spaghetti or, you know, a, a lasagna and I wanna have a meat sauce in there. Those are the really good substitutes. So that's one that, that works a little bit better where don't tell me it's a meat crumble, like it's it's a, you know, replacement for ground beef because it's really not, but it really is the closest thing. So I'm kind of okay with it. 
I'm kind of okay with it. That one can be like on the soap dish, not necessarily on the soap box, okay? I'm on my soap box with these other ones. That one can be on the soap dish because I'm, I'm okay with them saying that those, are, that those are different. But just know that if it's your first time trying them, there will be a slight change or a slight difference in the flavor, slight difference in the texture. But if you season it well and you keep trying it, you will really enjoy it. Last but not least, I'm gonna talk about milk, okay? Milk, I have kind of a, I don't know, I have a weird relationship um, or a weird opinion about milk because we've grown up drinking milk every day. They had the best ads with the milk mustaches and the celebrities and you got milk and all this stuff and then you find out that it could potentially kill you. Like that's that's not right, that's not cool. So. Milk is a basis of almost everything that we eat and especially almost everything that you feed your kids. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're wiped out, super pooped, and you can't put anything else on the table, what's your go-to? Cereal night, right? And what do you use with cereal? Milk. So again, it's like a primary filler for almost everything that we do. So how do you replace that? Well, the great thing is now there are tons of milk replacements out there, some of which are better than others and some of which are better depending on what you're doing with it than others. So our go-to, our family's go-to, of course, is almond milk. It's kind of your standard dairy milk replacement. The difference is it does have a thinner consistency than dairy milk and it does lack a little bit of the creaminess and some of that slight natural sweetness that cow's milk has. So what you do with that is you just know where to use it. Like if you're gonna put it in your cereal and the main goal for it there is to wet your cereal, it's fine. If you're gonna use it in pancakes or a dish or you know something that you're making and mixing, it's fine. If you're gonna drink a glass of it, then that's where you might wanna taste it and see what you think. Now they do make chocolate almond milk, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, and then they also make sweetened almond milk that's like sweetened vanilla almond milk. Um, I don't necessarily like sweetened vanilla almond milk for this reason and this reason only. They've added sugar to it. Now chocolate milk is different because when you drink chocolate milk, you know what you're getting. You know you're getting sugar, chocolate, you know it's gonna be different. But if you're drinking just a glass of milk, you don't expect to have all this added sugar in your cup. So I really prefer to add the sweetener myself. So if my kids are drinking a, a glass of almond milk, I just put a little drop of maple syrup in there just to add that little tad of bit of sweetness that they might be missing from dairy milk and they drink it just fine. If I don't have maple syrup, I'll add a little bit of honey. So that's what I do to get my kids to drink that if they want a cup of it. But if they're using it for cereal or if I'm mixing it in, I go for unsweetened 100%. Very seldom will I go for sweetened almond milk. I do also use the unsweetened vanilla, so I love that. But just anything that doesn't have the added sugars, I'm a huge fan of. Um, coconut milk, that is another great alternative. There is coconut milk in the carton, so like in the same section as your almond milk, but also canned coconut milk. Canned coconut milk can be a great replacement for heavy cream or half and half. And then um, you can also make whipped cream out of it um, when it sets in the refrigerator. And 
coconut milk in the carton is also a great alternative for cereals and adding it to baked goods and different things. But the difference there is it does have a slight flavor of coconut. So if you're not a coconut fan, you definitely might not enjoy it. Um, I do find though that it is a little bit creamier. So whenever I make my vegan mac and cheese with my cheese shreds, I add coconut milk rather than almond milk because it does add a little bit more body and fullness and creaminess to those kinds of um, sauce-based recipes. Um, I make a tomato bisque and I use the coconut cream. So I put the canned coconut in the refrigerator so that it sets and it gets hard. And then when you open it up, I pour off the liquid, kind of the clear liquid from it. And then what remains is thick coconut cream, unsweetened coconut cream. That is what you can then add to soups or um, sauces that need to be super creamy. That's what I do for, um, for those types of recipes. So definitely something to try. My absolute favorite match for cow's milk is cashew milk. I know it sounds weird. I love cashews themselves, but they make the creamiest, kind of the thickest consistency, and they seem to still have that light sweetness um, that almonds are missing. So in terms of a glass of milk, I love cashew milk. The only challenge for me, it is a little bit more expensive than almond milk. So if I'm like just in the grocery store, let me get my groceries done, let me go forward and, and you know get everything prepared and done, it's almond milk. But if I wanna, you know, around the holidays, if I wanna make some hot chocolate, if I wanna make, you know, some kind of creamy based, you know, really rich, flavorful recipes, I'm going for the cashew milk because that's where all that texture comes in. So definitely give it a try if you, are fiending for the cow's milk, try your cashew milk. It's really, really, really good. Some other options that are out there, um, just go to your grocery store and look in your milk section and see what's there. And sometimes it won't be in the milk section, sometimes it'll be like closer to the yogurts or like um, some of the other dairy products. Like Publix, I think their milk alternatives are closer to like the butter and the yogurts kind of in that section. But I've seen soy, rice, oat, walnut, macadamia nut milk. I mean, walnut milk, I think I've seen that at Publix before. There's so many options and each of them, it's just like honey, like how honey has different, um, depending on the flour that it's from, it has kind of like that slightly different flavor. Milk is the same way, depending on the source, it's gonna have a different texture and a different flavor. So just have fun experimenting and say, this week we're trying out macadamia nut milk and we're gonna see what it tastes like you never know until you actually try it as to whether or not it's good and whether or not your family especially your kids will actually enjoy it but always try to opt for the the unsweetened version of those don't get caught up in um, doing the sugar-based versions or the flavored versions as your primary try you want to get a baseline and see what um, what it actually tastes like again best for the budget aim for almond and coconut milk, and you really can't go wrong there. So the bottom line <laughs> is embracing a plant-based lifestyle is about giving up the foods that could potentially kill you, <laughs> for lack of a better way of putting that, in favor of those that promote life. In other words, foods that are correlated and could potentially cause health issues like meat, dairy, genetically modified organisms, otherwise known as GMOs, 
all of those different foods, giving those up in favor of foods that are associated with longer lifespans and that have been shown to reduce levels of heart disease, diabetes, and cholesterol. That's what we're talking about. For those of you that have cholesterol issues, did you realize that only animal-based products have cholesterol? It comes from animals and plants by nature contain absolutely no cholesterol, zero. That's really food for thought. Now, there were so many puns in that sentence, I can't handle it, but the bottom line is, aim for plant-based foods because they're gonna be the best for you. It's about remembering your why and being willing to try new things. Why do you want to go over to a plant-based lifestyle? Remember that when you're trying these new foods and have an open mind about them. Do I miss bacon? You know, when I think about pigs and how they're naturally wired, not how they're raised, but how they're naturally wired, they eat their own feces, their bodies are naturally more prone to carry trichinosis and other bacteria and viruses, and the fact that when my husband actually eats pork, he literally catches a cold the next day, like literally catches a cold. It lowers his immune system. When I think about all that stuff, I'm good. Do I miss cheese? Sometimes it's a huge, yes, I miss cheese. But then I remember after allowing our kids to enjoy a pizza party last year, having to give my son a breathing treatment the next day while also at the same time trying to teach my daughter how to blow her nose so that she could actually breathe. When I think about all of that as a result of letting them have a few slices of cheese pizza, I'm good. Give me some vegan or plant-based replacements any day over all of that mess. And just tell me, bottom line, just tell me what it is versus what it's supposed to be so I can actually appreciate that dish or appreciate that food for what it is. There's so many options and so many opinions out there. It can be really, really overwhelming, but just remember, when it comes to you and your family, it's not about perfection or falling into a category. It's about taking small steps and knowing you're doing something great for your family. All right, everyone, it's joke time. Are you ready? What did the salad say to the hungry kid? We'll make your mouth and tummy happy if you let us. Get it? Lettuce? Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one right there. <laughs> so thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Find us on Facebook at Veg Out Chat to keep the conversation going. And join us next time, but until then, go rock some plant-based adventures.